You Want to Split That is brought to you by Hustle Haven, a haven from your daily hustle. It's Roanoke, Virginia's best place to encourage self-care through the trifecta of hot yoga, indoor cycling, and their own self-care boutique and potion bar. This place has a little bit of everything for anyone seeking an improvement of their mental health through fitness. And listen, y'all, they have the only hot yoga studio in Roanoke, so that is a huge deal, and you should definitely give it a try. Well, sometimes the meals I eat on here don't make me feel too hot about myself, so I really look forward to taking cycling every weekend before I watch football. After I'm done, I feel so much better for the rest of the day, and I look for the best time to schedule another class. Hustle Haven is the perfect place for that mental pick-me-up through physically challenging yourself. Head to their website, hustlehaven.com, to register for your first two classes for the price of one for just $20, or just check the place out at their downtown Roanoke location. And don't worry, they have parking at 355 at Campbell Avenue Southwest. That's 355 Campbell Avenue Southwest. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of You Want to Split That. My name is Bailey Angle. This is the podcast that has interesting people and fast food. And I think we have a really special guest today. He is currently a reporter at WTVR, that's CBS 6 in Richmond. And he has covered a ton of the stories that have been in the national news cycle over the past year, including a lot of things that have gone down at Monument Avenue in the capital of the Commonwealth. And he's just had a really active year, as many journalists have had. We are also from the same town. That's New Kent, Virginia. I think I pieced it together that we grew up about five minutes from each other. I didn't really know him as well. He's two years older than me. I knew his younger brother, Jeremy, a little bit better. Shout out, Jeremy. Hope you're doing well, man. Brother says you've been tuning in, and that means a lot to me, and hope to see you sometime in the future. My guest today, Matthew Fultz of CBS 6 Richmond, and a bit of a curveball on what we're supposed to eat today. We were both supposed to get the Cajun Filet Biscuit with Pimento Cheese. It's a brand new add-on they have at Bojangles, where you can just put it on any biscuit. Now... The only thing that didn't work out about it, the location that Matthew went to in the west end of Richmond didn't have the pimento cheese anymore, but luckily the one I went to in Blacksburg, Virginia did, and I was very excited about that. So we made it work. He got the Cajun filet biscuit without the cheese, and I got the one with the pimento cheese. We also both got Cajun fries and a sweet tea, and we had a pretty good conversation to go along with it as well. So here it is, my conversation with Mr. Matthew. Matthew Foltz of CBS 6 Richmond. This is actually a podcast that's just going to be an oral history of the 2010 New Kent High School basketball team. So I really hope that you're ready to talk about your final four run today. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Do you guys get Bojangles a lot? Not really. Not really. Um... This is like the first time I had Bojangles in like years. Really? Well, do you act, do you generally like it? I do. I do. I love the southern twang to it. The Cajun, any Cajun seasoning, I love. Yeah, man. I, I automatically love that. So for um, the people for the people listening in, the original plan was to get a Cajun fillet biscuit, both of us with pimento cheese on it. Now. Matthews, unfortunately, his Bojangles location, which, by the way, which one did you go to? So I went to one. I live out in the West End, so I went to one off Staples Mill. And, like, I pulled up to the drive-thru. I was like, hey, pimento cheese. I'm like, yeah, we don't no longer have that cheese. 
What? Okay. Well, the one in Blacksburg, Virginia, for some reason, and they've disappointed me so many times before, they actually had it and it's just like a 70 cent add-on. So I'm going ahead. I actually went ahead and got it. So this can be kind of like a comparison. We've got the Cajun filet biscuit today. Um, do you ever really go, how do you feel about getting biscuits for um, lunch instead of dinner or lunch instead of breakfast? I'm not a big fan of it. But really? I'll do it because sometimes I, I but I, I'll say this, I wake up late, so I'm already eating breakfast and lunchtime most of the time anyway, so. Okay, I got you. Well, it I'm works. really I'm really glad that one, you got to jump out of your Bojangles slump to go ahead and eat with me today and uh, that you're going to eat biscuits with me as well. So I'm going to go ahead and dive in. I got pimento cheese on mine. He does not. I've never had this before, so. Me either, so. Yo. This is actually, I've kind of like Bojangles has kind of regressed on me a couple for a couple of years. This is actually really good. The biscuit's kind of soft. How about you? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, this tastes good. I got some honey mustard dip, so I'm gonna dip it next go around too. Yeah. Do you? Uh, did you get the Cajun fries? I did. Where I did. Where, where do their fries rank up uh, for you as far as fast food? Oh man. Um, it, I think definitely probably top five, I want to say, just because the seasoning. Yeah. Yeah, Chick-fil-A fries are probably the best. Yeah. You know. They are. They do have – I'm I'm not really scared of getting bow-sized things at Bojangles just because you can get more of the fries because you're right, the seasoning. Like at Cookout, they skimp you on the seasoning. But for some yep. reason, Bojangles has always been pretty consistent. Exactly. Um, so growing up in New Kent, like both of us did, and I think you were like, you were in Greenwood Estates, right? Like down the street. Yeah, I was, um, no, I was actually in Kentwood Farms. Kentwood so I Farms. Was, uh, we call it Dirty Pool Road back when it was. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> People, okay. For those of you who don't know, and I'm sure, I'm, just, I'm assuming that there's going to be at least a couple of New Kent people on the podcast. But where we grew up in this kind of country town, not that far away from Richmond, Virginia, there was this disgusting pool that was on the corner of what we called New Kent Highway and what's actually called Tunstall Road. But I was like six when they put <laughs> when they actually put dirt into that thing. And it's just it's still referred to that. Like I've it's been gone 20 years now and it's still dirty pool road. Yep. <laughs> Icon. Did you uh did you remember that uh pool? Did you ever get to swim in it? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> but I remember I just remember every morning on the bus, you know, just looking out the window or when I rode in the car, just looking over and seeing it. Yeah. Did you uh did you guys get fast food a lot growing up? I'd say so, yeah. Because um like I said, uh we just we would always go down, especially when the McDonald's was built, you know. Yeah. Once I really got to high school and could drive, that was like the hangout spot, you know. Yeah, for real. And then uh, Bojangles came in. I think you had been graduated for about a year. It's like two, we're two years apart. So when that came in, I was just like, man, we live in a booming metropolis now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, with, with working at WTBR, and first of all, I know you're really busy, so I'm glad that you can even eat lunch with me today. Um, oh. What do you, do you have to, I mean, you look good, by the way, so you're doing something right. 
What are oh. you eating most of the time when you're on this uh, news grind? So it's very hard. So I'm actually, I'm actually in the gym. Just started back up in the gym since with the whole COVID. So I'm trying to bulk up as well. So it's it's a lot of meal prep, like rice, chicken, and also just knowing like certain places where I can get fast food really quick and already keep track of my calories. So I eat like a lot of Chick-fil-A sometimes, tropical smoothie, kava, chipotle, um, and also just being able to make my own stuff, like my own chicken burritos, stuff like that. Um, it's nice that I wake up late so I can make a big breakfast, cook it at home, and then also, you know, get that meal or two out of the way before I go to Yeah. Work. No, you kind of hinted at it a couple times. Like, you're, you're, you're going to work after this. We're filming this at noon, so you're working through the night. What's your, what's your go-to late-night spot to get something that's going to be pretty fast? Um, just depends. It, it usually very depends on what area I'm in. Um, sometimes like in Richmond, we got like a couple spots. So like sometimes I don't know if you know Hibachi Box. Um, there's one in Blacksburg, but there's one at like in the center or heart of VCU. We'll go there and, and, and sometimes get like a big meal. Um, like I said, Kava too. I don't know if you've been to Kava before. I've heard of it. What is that again? So it's basically just like Chipotle, but Mediterranean Greek food. A okay. um, little bit more pricier, but it's it's really good. You're going to good. I think you're kind of missing out on the pimentos, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. You said you did get it, right? I did get it. And I'm shocked because that place, the particular Bojangles is attached to the gas station. So it's disappointed oh, wow. me. So, yeah, exactly. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that can really disappoint me at times. But the pimentos aren't bad. It's got like a weird, like, spice to it which is, I didn't really grow up eating pimento cheese. I've kind of discovered it in my recent years, but as far as like mixing with the spice of the, of the biscuit, like Bojangles has a good biscuit because it's kind of spicy. So I, I think like Chick-fil-A's is kind of sweet though. Yeah. I was going to say this has a tiny kick to it, but not too much. Yeah. Um, you know, you work in, in Richmond, but after school you go to VCU. You know, growing up, I kind of felt like I didn't really know anybody else that really wanted to be in broadcasting. So I was just wondering, were you, did you always want to be in news like this? So that's the thing. Everyone always be asking that question. And that's the thing. Like I, I did not. Um, like I said, once in, in high school growing up, like my dream was just to play in the NBA. Um, and obviously when I graduated high school, I knew that wasn't going to happen. And so I actually, signed up for JSARS, I think like a couple of weeks before the semester, like the deadline I could, I could sign up. So I just went to school just because my parents were like, yeah, you need to go. And it was like halfway through my first semester where I was like, man, I kind of want to, you know, I didn't know what to do. I was like, I kind of want to be on TV. That looks pretty cool. But how do I get my foot in the door? And I kind of like looked at certain celebrities who were already on TV, what they did, they did MassCom. So I switched to that. And I figured being a news reporter, because I kind of wanted to get, I always watched Good Morning America growing up, and that's my, my long-term goal. Um, and so I was like, shoot, let me just figure out, try reporting. And I just followed that route in VCU. And at VCU, we had uh, the capstone class last semester is um, before you graduate, is like a student-run broadcast, TV bar news broadcast. And um, I remember anchoring the first time filming it. 
And my professor came in and she was like, that's you're the first student I've ever seen that's naturally good at it. You need to stick with it. And so wow. stuck with it and the rest is history. Yeah. I and I know you went to Harrisonburg right after that, but before that, what are you know, you, you talk about being naturally good at something. By the way, what did what did you get to drink? Right, sweet tea. Yeah, it's the best tea. I think they have the best fast food tea. Oh yeah. It's just consistently good. And also you talk about calories and I said this on another podcast before, and I'd like to say that I'm a pretty smart guy. I did not realize how many calories sweet tea has in it (laughs) up until like a year ago. I was like, I I guess it makes sense. It's like syrup water. How much is it? I don't know. It's gotta be a couple hundred, right? I'll look at up after this. Okay, it'll, yeah. it'll help my calorie count either way. So. <laughs> yeah, don't bother. Don't bother texting me. I already feel kind of bad getting the pimentos on it anyway. But like I said, still enjoying it. Um, you know, being good, naturally good at um, being on TV is really hard because you're doing something that's uncomfortable and trying to make it look comfortable. Were you uncomfortable at first? So yeah, when I, I still to this day, I remember my first live shot, and I just remember just. It's shaking, man. You're like a deer in the headlights. Like you're so nervous, you don't want to mess up. Um, and there was even some instances where I was on TV giving a live report, and you just get, you just your mind goes blank. And I just didn't say anything for like literally five minutes, and I, or whatever how long it was. And I just remember going back to my boss after that live shot and him talking to me. But it honestly, it, it's it's hard, but. It's just like with anything in life, the more you do, the more reps you do, the more comfortable you get. And now it's just like, I mean, doing a live shot now, getting in front of the camera, it's like second nature at this point. Kind of like with, with what you do, I'm pretty sure with, you know, you, you still do the sideline broadcasting, right? That- yeah, so I I do more play-by-play, and I got to say, if, if I do have a niche in broadcasting, it's that. Sideline is hard because... I feel like you only in play by play, you have two and a half hours to get something right. Right. But in sideline, they throw it over to you. And if you stumble through that, it's like, Oh, you struck out. You only have two or three using a sports analogy, you know, two or three more at bats. Uh, What was your first live report about? So my first one was, it was, I was outside. It was in downtown Stanton. And the story was I had talked to the city council member. He was doing a new, what was it called? New initiative to try to get younger people to move to Stanton. And I think they had a kickoff at this winery. And I remember I was outside the winery. I had to talk. It was like, so for people that don't know, it was like a live Vosot. So basically I would go live, those show me, I would talk over, I would read a little script that's over top of video, video playing over top of me. And then it would push into like a quick interview clip that I took from our interview. Then it would come back out to me. And so that would, that's what it was on. It was on the city council member trying to get younger people to move to Stanton. And I just, <laughs> I just remember just like, just, just shaking, man, the whole time. And I mean, looking back on it, I can laugh now, but at the time it's just like, man. Yeah, that's terrifying. Also, I think you're doing an impossible task in trying to get young people to move to Stanton, Virginia. <laughs> like, what is that? What is that report even about? It was... <laughs> It was something, that's for sure. I he had a plan though. He had a plan. I don't know if it really executed, but but he was a good guy though. I mean, he was he was the first guy I actually interviewed in Stanton. He was a great connection. Like I'm still friends with him to this day. So 
And he was, it was awesome because he, he, I told him my story and he actually believed in me before even really getting to know me, you know, so. Yeah, when you, it's cool that you're making these connections because in all reality, in this realm that we've chosen, you're moving to these places. Now, Harrisburg's not that far away from New Kent or Richmond, but you're still going there and you don't know that many people. How was that something that kind of scared you moving into just like these unidentified realms without any real connections? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, because when I moved out there, because like I said, when I'm in the VCU and you know, I, I, it was like super close to, uh, to home. So it really wasn't that far. So moving to Stanton was the first time I'd actually been on my own, had my own apartment and that far away from home. So it was definitely nerve wracking at first. But luckily, thankfully, uh, the Lord just really led some neighbor, good neighbors next to me. And they kind of opened me with open arms. And I remember the first day I moved in, um, they kind of just welcomed me with moving arms and open arms. And they actually, I, I still keep in touch with them to this day. They're like, they call me their adopted grandson. So they're like wow. the grandparents I never really had per se. Um, but yeah, just going into it, it was, it was nerve wracking, but I'm glad it was in Stanton because Stanton's just such a, everyone's super nice there you know it's not like you go up north and people are rude or wherever you know what i'm saying yeah like it's like you could just be walking on the street they don't have a clue who you are they say hey how you doing so it was it was nice that it was in a small town that was friendly like that and i think that with us just starting out it also kind of gets us to understand america a little bit more just like how middle america actually is but the big thing another thing that made me understand because I moved out and I'm by myself too. And I'm had my own apartment. What was it like for you cooking for yourself? <laughs> that was, that was tough. Um, Cause I hate cooking. I, I, I hate it. It just, I don't, I don't like doing it. Um, but it was certainly tough. I had to really sit there and Google, you know, like how to like good recipes for like, cause like I said, I was still training out there trying to put on muscle. So I was like, how to make ground beef and the simple ways, uh, you know, like what simple ways I can just cook ground beef, ground chicken. But I definitely ate out a lot. You know, I definitely, that's <laughs> like I said, it was in news. I was working night shifts. So I definitely ate like a lot of fast food. Um, but just like, like I said, just like anything, you get used to it. You know, you call your parents, Hey, how you do this? How you do that? Um, mm -hmm. And you, you eventually figure it out. And if you're disciplined enough, you'll keep doing it. But if not, you'll, wind up like me and being at the fast food line <laughs> and then you're on this podcast with me eating biscuits in the middle of the day so i really appreciate that but still uh <laughs> what uh i know stanton has a really good sheets like a sheets gas station uh -huh. is there anywhere else that you got to go out there as far as restaurants places to eat yeah man oh man stanton has a, a lot of good local restaurants I'll, I'll give it that so i went there a lot like they had like this place called depot grill um i remember going to a lot of wendy's a lot of mcdonald's um and i don't know if you know but jack brown's you ever been to jack brown's Billy's yes Rock? i love that place so there was one in harrisonburg and because i worked in stanton mostly so every time i went to harrisonburg i would always ask my course hey y'all want you want to get something after the late shift and i went to Jack Brown's got a Greg Brady. Got That's the, the best. Yep. <laughs> I was hooked. I was hooked after that. Yeah. That's uh, it's got the, it's kind of like this actually a little bit similar in the fact that they're, you're putting some sort of like cheesy texture on something that 
you wouldn't really normally put it on with this pimento Bojangles uh, biscuit. Where are you at on your biscuit right now? I'm actually almost done. Yeah. I got to pick out something that's a little bit bigger. I know I'm really glad that you're bulking up being, being healthy, but I think maybe next time if we do a part two, Bailey Angle, Matthew Fultz, maybe we'll go both sides on this one. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Um, so you're back in Richmond, and I think it's really interesting that you're in Richmond during a crazy time. Crazy doesn't even really begin to really explain it, but also important time in our country's history, and a lot of it is centered around Richmond. And you guys have really hit the national news. What has just this summer been like with COVID and the racial unrest and Monument Avenue been like for you as a reporter? Oh, man. I mean, it's been – how do I describe it? It's, it's just been emotionally, mentally, and I would say even some physical draining um, – I tell people it's like this is probably the, like the most draining year I've ever worked in my entire life, and it was just because it's so much. It's just like you like you said, you, you had COVID. Obviously, we're starting the year off normal. Then it, then then it goes to COVID, COVID, COVID. You, everybody's trying to scramble, worry about unemployment. Then, like I said, George the George Floyd incident happened, and then America just shifted from COVID just to straight protesting. And I still remember the first night, it was, I think George Floyd's death was on either a Monday or a Tuesday. And then that Friday, that's when protests really started happening. And I just remember, I remember having to have a security guard with us that night. And it was sometime after midnight, I had to go out and film. And just the whole city was, it was like, it was on fire almost. You had dumpsters on fire, rioters everywhere, cars on fire. I remember even a GRTC bus was on fire. Like somebody had threw a bomb on the bus. And it was just, it was one of the scariest sights I've ever seen in Richmond. Because at that point, we didn't know, like, what was going to, you didn't know, like, you know, what what's going to happen next. And so it's it's definitely been, it's definitely been a, a challenge, even as an African-American reporter, you know, because you're having to also wear both the badge and um, be an African-American person you know citizen and and trying to witness what's going on in america so yeah i was going to ask about that because you being an african-american reporter already in the minority in our industry but like how do you stay objective on a lot of these issues and then you have to go and cover people that i mean i, I don't want to speak for you but i'm sure even without you know the racial undertones of it you're going to have to cover something that you really vehemently disagree with how do you stay objective with that so it's just like anything else we report. I mean, being a journalist, you know, it takes it takes a certain person. So you have to know when to let your feelings back and also remain unbiased the entire time. And so I don't know if that's, again, going back to something that's naturally with me, but with most stories, I can kind of separate myself from them. You know, I, I don't know what it is, but sometimes I can just, I can just look at a person and just say, hey, listen, I'm, like even if I like if I interview somebody I don't just don't agree with, you know, I can still sit there and say, Hey, listen, what's your story? Tell me your story and 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 explain to the viewers exactly what they say. You know, I, I'm the type of reporter where I don't put opinions in the stories, I just let them let them see how they feel, let them tell their story. That's great, man. I really like that. I'm almost done. Since you said something about the fries, I've kind of agreed with it on these like you think it's top five. 
and these have been a really spectacular batch from the Blacksburg Bojangles today. <laughs> I'm, I have to agree with you. I really do. Yeah, it's it's hit or miss, you know. Like if they're hard, <laughs> it's hard. If it's soft, you're you got a good band. <laughs> I know. I've had I've had biscuits from there, and I've actually tweeted about it before. It's like you bite in, and it's like it crumbles like a rock. Like it almost has like that glass shattering uh, feel to it. Um, but yeah, good for, I got to get something on this podcast that I really don't like, man. I got to start picking out really gross stuff to eat. <laughs> That's not hard at some of these fast food places. No, it really isn't. And I thought that the pimento cheese would be it, but maybe I'm just not picky. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, you said something that was draining. Uh, uh, how were you able to mentally come back from going out to Monument Avenue every day and to covering these really divisive events? I think just the support, you know, support from my family um, and just my faith itself, my faith that the Lord's going to really see, see it through for me. Um, those things really helped me out a lot. Um, and obviously I, I just, I try to come home and just really, cause I'm the type of person where I try to go home and just escape work, you know, like I try to, I don't like to read comments. I don't like to get on Facebook because it's just too much that'll really disrupt your mind. But for me, it's just trying to escape it as best as I can, you know, play video games, talk to my friends, um, read, watch TV, whatever it is. Um, because it is, like I said, it's draining because you get home, go to sleep, you might get eight hours, nine hours of sleep, you wake back up, a couple more hours, you're back at work doing it all over again. So um, it's just the support of, of friends. And, and like I say, just really trying to get your mind off of it. Well, I'm, gr- I'm really glad you have that, Matthew. And, and also, I, I have to think that after you're recovering or you're covering something like the Black Lives Matter protests, something like taking the Lee statue down, Jefferson Davis, what have you, and then the next day, anything else that you're covering kind of seems sort of trivial and also inconsequential, like doing a fast food podcast with the kid you went to high school with. Um, <laughs> do you ever have a feeling that some of those stories that you have to do you're like man why am i going out and covering this sometimes yeah sometimes <laughs> i had that yeah that feeling um but i mean i know i know sometimes it's, it's news you know some some people are going to care about it um excuse me but yeah sometimes it's just like man like like why do i have to cover this um i wouldn't say for the those like everything that happened this summer i think rightfully so it needed to be covered but i would say like sometimes like in the past, my old job, I was like, wow, I'm covering this, you know, like, this is like some not big story, but, you know, sometimes you got to do it, you know? Right. So. What are what are some of those stories? Please share. Oh, man. I think a lot of them had to be from my old days. I remember one time there was a cow, we got a call for a cow stuck in a sinkhole and I had to go out there and cover it and, and figure out what it was, you know? Um, and another story, uh, uh, a, a firehouse cat a cat that was like usually a firehouse as a dog. It was a firehouse cat. They got it got lost, and so I had to go report on it. And then the next week they found it, and I had to do a follow up story to it. Um, so it's just it's just a lot of stories, man. It's just it, you'd be surprised. No, I am definitely surprised. One, just two questions about those particular things. How did they get the cow out? So that one, I think they tried to use like a bulldozer. I don't know if they could get it out or not. Um, just the way it was in there. Um, so I can't remember that one exactly. Um, and then I remember one time there was a somebody's dog got lost in 
what is that mountain called? What's that? Put Massanutten, Massanutten Mountain. Okay. They all got lost. I don't know up there. And so a bear, uh, some wildlife animal expert used a trap or something like that and some cameras and after a couple of weeks finally caught the dog and I interviewed the donors. <laughs> so I thought you said you were about to interview the dog. Oh no, no, no. The dog's <laughs> the dog. <laughs> yeah. Uh what are you uh what are you covering lately? I know you just went to Harrisonburg to cover uh an explosion, but what what's on the docket this week? Yeah, so uh this week, so uh, a lot of a lot of the, the big talk around Richmond or just in, in, in the nation right now is just COVID and schools opening back up. So last night I covered uh, an online virtual um, board meeting with Henrico County. So basically parents shared their input on whether or not students should return to in-person learning for the next nine weeks, which start next month um, for all schools. And so that's a big talker. Today I have to go to a COVID update presser at three for the city of Richmond. And then tomorrow I'll probably have to cover that board meeting in Rico. They're going to vote on that plan. So busy week for that. Um, you really never know what you'll get each day. So I think that's awesome, though, that there's like it's not just a cookie cutter day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's what I definitely enjoy. So, yeah, one of the reasons uh, I like news. Right. Um, did you ever think about getting into sports? I thought about that. Um and I, and I kind of would like, if I did it, I would kind of like to be like you, kind of like a sports analysis, like side by side. But I just know it's hard to do that, um, especially like professional sports. They take a lot of ex-athletes. Um, but I would, yeah, I don't, I always want to do sports, but I, don't, I wouldn't want to do it at a local level. It's not as, it's not as in demand in a local level, uh, especially for like at a news organization. And it's very hard. So, and plus I can only talk about basketball. I don't really like <laughs> Yeah, you're telling me, man. You're telling me it's hard. I definitely know that. Um, well, well, Matthew, you've been great today. We have our final segment on this podcast called Roast Them or Toast Them. I don't know if you've heard yet, but roast them means like I don't like something, like I'm roasting you because your outfit is bad. Toast them is like raise the champagne glass to this. So I'm doing this for myself, by the way. I know that my my audience kind of is a little bit more Virginia Tech, but it, maybe we have some New Kent people sneaking on the podcast. So <laughs> Matthew Fultz of WTBR Channel 6, what roast them or toast them with Prima's Pizza? Toast them. You're a fan? Cool, me too. Yeah, I always always think it's funny, like, telling people, it's like, oh, your Italian places aren't run by real Italians. I was like, yeah, it tastes the same to me. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, they, they got some good stuff. They really do. Uh, okay, so roast them or toast them. More of a Richmond thing here. Galaxy Diner on Cary Street. Me, me personally, I'm going to roast them. I just, I'm not a fan. I've only been there once. I don't really like the Galaxy theme. It's just weird to me. <laughs> um, like I said, if anybody out there that works for that place is listening, I'm, I, no offense to you guys, but I, I just, <laughs> I can't get into it. So Matthew Fultz isn't a fan of space. I'm a fan of space, just not the way they have it laid out. <laughs> Their fried Oreos are really good. So if there's any Galaxy Diner people listening, uh, feel free to sponsor the podcast. Um, so now, roast them or toast them, the Dairy Queen Chicken Tender Basket. Oof. I had to toast them just because it was one of my favorites growing up. Yeah, it really was. one in Providence Forge. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I also thought it was weird how it came with that piece of bread. Somehow that made it a little bit more fancy oh. to me. <laughs> oh yeah, that bread was a good piece. I think that uh, I think that I was thinking about trying to do some sort of uh, a dessert one for this. Uh, it was either Bojangles, which is in New Kent, or Dairy Queen, because I was like, we should try one of those fall blizzards. So after that, would you have liked that? Oh yeah. <laughs> they have a uh, pumpkin cheesecake blizzards now, so maybe next time. Um, roast them or toast them with Zaxby's. I'm gonna toast them. Zaxby's is a good, is a good spot. Are you? Uh, do they rank higher than Bojangles for you? I wouldn't say higher. Oh wow! But they're they're definitely good. Roast them or toast them with Applebee's. I have to toast them. Applebee's has some good stuff sometimes. Yo, living in you talk about living in the boonies or middle America. I don't know if Stanton is really considered that, but Applebee's is basically like Ruth Chris. So you come to really love it. <laughs> uh, and then finally, I don't know if you've been here, but there's a place in Mechanicsville and I've seen them around. Roast them or toast them with noodles and company. Oh, I've been there. I definitely, um, I, I got to toast them because I, I think they're good. Um, I used to, the last time I went there, I got the, uh, it's like the Buffalo mac and cheese or something like that. Nice. Um, they're pretty good. Whenever I need some carbs, Carbs and protein, I go there. Well, I, you know, I feel bad that I've really interrupted your your quest for health and to bulk up, but there's got to be some protein in this biscuit, right? Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> it's, it's lots of carbs. I mean, I eat, I eat like tons of times a day, so it's not. It all is going to the same goal, anyways. So I don't mind it. I think you've been great. I took the last bite of that pimento cheese. I want you to go ahead. And rate without the, the pimento cheese, by the way. Doing a little bit different today. We knew we were going to run into this problem eventually. But what do you rate your Bojangles Cajun Filet Biscuit Meal with a Sweet Tea out of 10? Out of 10, let's see. I'm going to give it a six, probably. A six? That's kind of low. I know. I just, like I said, I like the biscuit. I'm not fan. I'm not super fan of biscuits. Um, I would rather have a croissant. Dang. Croissant roll. Um, so you're pretty fancy is what you're telling me sometimes, <laughs> but no, but I, I say probably a six or a seven. I mean, it was good. My fries weren't on point today, so they were good, but they just weren't on super point. Um, but I give it a six or a seven. What about I, you? I think, and you know, I don't want to rate something like a biscuit so high. So then if I get something like we're eating filet mignon on here and it's like, oh, well, my biscuit was a nine, but this really nice steak. Uh, that I'm eating is an eight. So as far as expectations, I'm going to have to give this biscuit an eight because with the pimento cheese, now I think this is going to motivate you to eventually try the pimento cheese. It, it was a different kind of twist. It was only 70 cents more. Uh, it worked well with the crunch of the biscuit and how soft or the crunch of like the chicken and like how soft the biscuit actually was. So I'm going to give it a solid eight because at, at Bojangles, I have, they've hurt me so many times in the past. This was good. I might have to go get it in the morning one time because today we're eating biscuits for lunch. Matthew, you have been awesome. It's been really cool to actually talk to you because, like I said, I don't think I've ever really had a full-on conversation with you. Um, I hope you and the fam are okay. And uh, it's been really cool seeing you uh, succeed at in Stanton and now in, in Richmond. And uh, I just wish you nothing but the best, man. Oh, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking the time reaching out. So. Like I said, you're doing great things as well. So keep it up and uh, 
I look forward to seeing the final piece of this. Hey, man. And uh, it'll be out just a week from now, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Cool. All right. Bye.